Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. There are nearly 20 million military vets in the U.S. And each week, we focus on their stories. This is CBS Eye on Veterans. Welcome back to CBS Ion Veterans. I'm Navy veteran Phil Briggs, and our guest today is joining us from the Veteran Service Organization and friends of mine, AMVETS. It's been in my family for years, and uh, they have a newly elected national commander, Greg Hewn, Kentucky resident and a salty Navy veteran from the carrier class. Welcome to the show, Greg. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Come and take you live from Kentucky. <laughs> nice, and I can hear the Kentucky there, a little bit of, a little bit of twang. Awesome, man. First, tell me about yourself, man. I know we'll get into AMVETS and the policy positions and all the great things that a veteran needs to know about a veteran service organization. Uh, but tell me a little bit about you. Carrier Navy, I know we both served on carriers. You're a saltier dog than me. You're back there in the 80s and early 90s. Tell me a little bit about it. So in 1984, I went back and enlisted. I was a, uh, I was a chef, and I wanted to get out of it. And uh, the educational uh, field that the Navy had was a good outcome. I uh, graduated boot camp. I went to AMSA school. Nice. AMS. That's aviation mechanics. So. I got my orders to an A6 squadron, VA-65, the world famous fighting tigers. Uh, so my aircraft carrier, the Eisenhower, was out at sea. We were doing crashbacks when we damaged our ship, and it, it had a, an extensive stand down in the yards. But before it did, um, my first med cruise was a banana boat cruise. So we went down through Jamaica and Kingston and toyed around Cuba for a little while and then came back. The ship went in the yards. I did uh, a couple of cruises on the Coral Sea and I was on the Forest Isle. 
A legendary so, carrier there, right? The four stall for anyone that isn't aware four stall. Uh, we nicknamed the, the fire stall or the forest fire in the Navy, because uh, that was the one that uh, there was some hell to pay Vietnam era, right? Uh, Senator late Senator McCain uh, yep. was on that when that tragic fire. Yes. Um, a strike got a little stray voltage and it fired across the deck and uh, it set off some, uh, some fuel and 500 pound bobs. That was in 1967. Mm. But it, uh, it it was the worst aircraft carrier incident I believe the Navy's ever had. And it's still a, uh, you know, you're when you're in the Navy, you're on a ship out in the middle of the ocean. You got nowhere to go. It's you, you fight the fire or you jump over. <laughs> That's your choices. So I don't see the jumping over the sides a, a very good choice when you're out in the middle of the ocean and there's nothing to pick you up. <laughs> Hell no, no doubt. And, uh, you know, everybody's a firefighter on a ship. So uh, that's one of my favorite memories is, uh, you know, running down the hallway and some of those drills. I mean, I actually kind of like the drills. I know it seems sort of silly yeah. to say that, but I was a journalist, so I didn't get to go do like cool crash bang stuff with the jets like you guys did. I didn't get to go out there and I wasn't, you know, shooting guns. Uh, you know, so when they called for drill, I actually felt like I was doing something important. <laughs> that was right. cool, man. Right. Favorite port of call. Let's just do that real quick. Rapid fire questions here. Favorite port Benidorm, of call Spain. and why? Benidorm, Spain. People were extremely nice. I think the whole the whole city of Benidorm is made out of marble. Best food I ever ate in any port that I pulled into. And of course, you know, it don't hurt that they uh they make a very good classy wine too. Nice. Benidorm, Venedorm, Spain left to be it though. Wow. So now where'd you pull into for that? The, that's the port, or did you pull into Rota and find that like outside no, we, Rota? We actually pulled in because I was on an oil burner. Uh we pulled in Pierside. Now just I'll let my imagination finish this sentence, but when you pulled in there, uh was it a younger commander, Greg Hewn? Were you like a single guy at the time, or were you like an older, more wiser guy? I was uh I've I was married the whole time I was in the service. I went in married. So, uh, but, uh, I was a 24 year old Greg Hume. So a little bit, a <laughs> okay. little bit, a little bit more physically fit, you know, how physically fit, I don't know, but I can tell you, uh, uh, I could pack 18 tie down chains weighing 9.7 pounds a piece and a hundred pounds toolbox up three flights of steps and I'd be out of wind. Nice. <laughs> And a younger version of us both probably could have knocked back six or seven at the bar and still walked a straight line home. And Absolutely. That, Absolutely. that doesn't happen anymore either. Your, your liver just don't respond the same. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, from liberty to uh, the liberty of the country, AMVETS is there for all of us that have served. And uh, I want to get into some of the bigger, bold policy decisions that you guys have. I know AMVETS always has us covered on the Hill, and you guys have a lot of initiatives within the Veteran Service Organization that supports the needs of all of us. What are your big priorities as you take helm of the AMVETS organization? Well, it has been and still will be and always will be until we get it under control. Uh, suicide um, awareness and and prevention it, it's just a it's a very sad tragic situation that uh, our veterans come home and male or female and it, it and the bad sad thing about it is is the females on the rise heavily much more than what what the male suicide rate is and we need to figure out why and we need to get a handle on it you know it it, it but we certainly need the money that that the government is is sending to us um but we need more than that we need to go a step farther 
and analyze it and figure out what we got to do to prevent this. It is preventable. It, 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 it is proven that it's preventable, but it's a matter of getting these uh, soldiers, sailors, Marines, all in the right hands of people that can properly help them and diagnose them. Because, you know, it's suicide is the last final thing, man. I mean, there's nothing after that. What are your personal thoughts on programs that you've seen that have been effective or, uh, uh, you know, things that AMVETS has backed and or initiated themselves? Because I know we talk about suicide awareness and it just seems to be this complex thing. Like it's an issue and people are hurting, but then, that's kind of where, to me, the conversation sort of ends. Like, well, let's throw some money at something. But are we just buying PSAs? Are we just sending out emails? Are we just, there's got to be something, roll up your sleeves and get you, get your hands in it, kind of work to be done. What do you see as being most effective? Most effective thing is um, friends and family members identifying uh, these folks with these problems. I mean, even active duty, it's the people around you recognizing that these folks need help and getting them into the proper lands, um, there's good programs in this country. Some of them may be for you. Some of them may not be for you. Uh, there's different areas of people's minds when they when they finally sit down and say, you know, I think the best thing for me is just to say, this is it, man, I'm done. There's different things that brings them to that point. And, and one of the key, I think one of the key opponents to it is, components to it is, is finding out what set that trigger. And then addressing that. Indeed. And I think that underscores the importance of a VSO and certainly belonging to something like AMVETS gives you resource and access to other individuals and other people. And in your right there in your home post, you know, you go in, you grab yourself, uh, you know, grab yourself lunch or a dinner and you hang out with your fellow veterans and they can guide you to where you need to be. And I think you said it all at the top of the answer to the question. It's pick up the phone and call someone. If you have a friend or a family, if someone in your family or network of friends has served, it's never inappropriate to just call and say, Hey man, how you doing? Because it's that sort of connectivity that takes it to the next step. You also have to be ready to kind of kick back and actually listen but you'll be amazed you know, at what you can uncover when you just ask somebody, you know, how the hell are you, man? Let's catch up. Right. Well, you know, when I joined the AMBETS, I was one of those disgruntled people. You know, it, it wasn't nothing for me to snap. I had a little PTSD issues and uh, I got to hanging around with some World War II veterans. Uh, I was fortunate enough that uh, they were still uh, mechanically. But, you know, I've been I've been in the organization for a little while. Uh, a couple of Vietnam War veterans. Um, and when I first joined the AMVETS, uh, I went into my post and they're like, young man, you've got to calm down. You, ha- you carry too much hostility within yourself. And just hanging out and talking with them uh, ha- has brought me to a different place in life that I'm more comfortable with myself. You know, there was, there was a time I didn't like telling people that I was a veteran because it always ended up badly. You know, ninety percent of the time, if it was if it was somebody from the civilian world, and I was out drinking a few beers with my buddies, and we were just relaxing somewhere. Ninety percent of the time, it would turned into a fight. Mm. And just being around and socializing with some of my fellow veterans from different eras of different conflicts, um, they they really brought me around and calmed me down and, and gave me a subtle peace with about myself that. Had had those guys not been around me and helped me help me find my true inner self, I guess, 
It's hard telling where I would have been. And we'll be back with more with AMVET's new commander, Navy veteran Greg Hewn, when CBS Eye on Veterans returns. Welcome back to Ion Veterans. I'm Navy veteran Phil Briggs, reporting for ConnectingVets.com. Now, we've been talking with AMVET's new national commander, Navy veteran Greg Hewn. And we talked about what's been going on lately, what AMVETS has going on right now, and why heading to the AMVETS post for a beer is way more than just going to a bar. The post canteen ain't just a bar. It's, uh, it's, it's therapeutic. This gives these veterans somewhere to go and sit down and talk to other veterans and air out some of them bad feelings that, that they carry within themselves. And for our country to classify our, our canteens, our post homes as bars, is really detrimental to some of our veterans who look for that comfort with their fellow veterans. There's a lot of therapeutic value in, in what we do in them posts. It's much more deep. Now with Afghanistan still on the minds of millions of veterans, we talked about his message for our brothers and sisters that served over there. Well, I, the first thing they need to understand, all of our veterans need to understand that they did everything they were supposed to do. They, they should not, our veterans coming back from Afghanistan should not fail that they, feel that they failed this country in any way. It was not them. It's very important that they understand that. It, and it's just, I don't think they hear that enough, and I don't think they understand that enough. They feel like that what happened uh, with that, the way we pulled out of that country, you know, they, it, it just it sent them on a bad note, a lot of them on a bad note. But mm-hmm. I'm here to say, as the commander of AMVETS, I am extremely proud of what them folks done for us. With military issues taking center stage in today's news, we ask AMVET's new commander, Greg Hewn, his personal thoughts on how President Biden is handling everything going on right now. I think he's got a lot of work to do uh, to to prove himself positive in the in the in the country's eyes. Um, it, it, Afghanistan certainly is a, a, a huge black guy on the administration. Uh, there, there was a lot of equipment left over there that should have never been left. And I don't know that any time in our past that we've ever done that. I mean, I may be ignorant to some of our past, but I don't know that we've ever left that kind of equipment staged and ready to go for any other country. So I, I, I just I think he's got a lot of work to do to prove himself to the country and and his abilities to overcome that black eye. Beyond creating a community for veterans and fighting for their rights with legislation on Capitol Hill, AMVETS is also active in talking about cannabis. America's combat nurse, AMVETS chief medical executive, Teresa Jackson, leads a program called HEAL, Healthcare, Evaluations, Advocacy, and Legislation. And she's also a leading proponent of medical marijuana as an effective treatment for vets with PTSD and other chronic health conditions. With monthly webinars about the use of cannabis in the veteran community for medical reasons, I asked Commander Hewn about AMVET's goals in this space in the coming years. Well, uh, as you said, uh, uh, Sharice is bleeding the edge of it. Um, she, she has taken it by the horns and has run with it uh, with the support of AMVETS. Um, the medical keynotes to cannabis is so high, and we know it. 
and why we still classified as a schedule one narcotic is so far beyond me. This country needs to get past that. It's proven itself. You know, it, it's, it's therapeutic for what arthritis and mental conditions. And, uh, it, it increases your appetite when you, uh, if, if you're a cancer going through cancer treatments, I mean, there is so many benefits to this that is overlooked just because, uh, in, in my opinion, just because somebody's going to lose their job if they if they uh, take that off the Schedule One narcotics list. Right on. But uh, are you guys going to back any legislation, or do you have plans to back any legislation uh, in the next year through twenty twenty two as far as rescheduling, reclassifying cannabis? Because as it stands right now, it's FDA Schedule One. It's up there with like heroin yeah. and the most dangerous drugs in the yeah. world. Um, does Ambit see any uh, bills on the horizon that you guys will back or any uh, any senators, representatives that are working in this space that you feel, uh, you know, we have a shot at maybe changing these laws? Uh, well, there there's always background uh, music trying to get this changed and passed through. Um, and certainly <clears throat> as as they come up. If it's a change that a medical situation, then uh, yes, we will certainly support it. I appreciate yep. it, though. I appreciate everything AMVETS does. G- give me one last pitch. Veterans listening, GWAT guys talking to you somewhere between 21 and 35. Y'all served. You got out. Maybe you did 5, 10, 15. Maybe you're full on retired, but you haven't considered joining a VSO yet. Why should we and why is that really important? AMVETS is the greatest uh vso organization in the world hands down love i love my ambits uh and and incidentally i do belong to uh other vsos and i'm not knocking them in any way this just happens to be my cup of tea uh but uh the vsos do more do more for the veterans than anyone realizes uh we get legislation changed um, if you have issues getting through the VA system, we can help you through that. Uh, filing claims for uh, disabilities, we can help you with that. So the benefits just go on and on and on and on. Uh, we have auxiliary um, membership. We have SONS membership, which is the um, the non-veteran males of the organization. It says SONS of AMVETS, but you know, the, the fact of the matter is you can be a husband, you can be a brother, you can be, you know, it, 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 and it's our grandson. But uh, the benefits outweigh everything that you can imagine. I, I can tell you my life wouldn't be where it is today had I not joined the Ambeds. My well-being, my physical well-being. Right on. Kentucky native commander of AMVETS, Greg Hewn. Pleasure talking to you. Always good. I look forward to catching up this next year. I know you just got in the hot seat, so you're just figuring things out right now. But uh, from one Navy guy to another, sounds good to me. Let's do this next time over beer. I look forward to it. Now, for more information about membership or getting help with your benefits, you can check them out at amvets.org. And uh, before we get out of here today, I want to make a plug for my buddy's podcast, The Back Brief. Now, if you're looking for a podcast that talks military veteran stuff, busts chops, interviews incredibly cool guests, and is hosted by a guy with razor-sharp wit and a heck of a great sense of humor, you have to check out Rod Rodriguez. Tim Kennedy. 
a Special Forces Reserve Master Sergeant, has been in the news lately as he's been helping uh, evacuate folks out of Afghanistan. Now, his actions have recently come under fire from his own fellow Special Operations Forces for allegedly causing a bit of a traffic jam at one of Kabul Airport's gates. But the real vitriol has been directed at his social media posts that have shown him flying in and out of Kabul, uh, him with some of the evacuees, and one particular picture that shows one of his guys wearing a bag with his sponsor's logo, or I think it's his sponsor's logo. So here's the thing. This isn't about being arrogant or being humble. Tim Kennedy isn't handing out a sandwich to some homeless guy and then taking a selfie with the dude. This is about presenting a real problem that real people are having, and it's a serious one. That's the Back Brief Podcast, hosted by my Army veteran buddy, Rod Rodriguez. I'm Navy veteran Phil Briggs, and I'll talk to you again when CBS Eye on Veterans returns. All right, so that does it for this week's show. Thank you for listening. Now, we'd love to hear from you, so follow us on Twitter at IonVeterans, or you can reach me at PhilBriggsVet. I'm always down to get your hot takes and spicy memes, and I'd love to talk to you every week, so please like and subscribe. Hell, even give us a review of the show, because the comments and reviews really help us tailor the show to you. Again, I'm Phil Briggs, Navy veteran and reporter with ConnectingVets.com in Washington, D.C., and I look forward to talking to you again on another episode of CBS Audio's Eye on Veterans. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Eye on Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus, starting May 1st. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Devaya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because... Even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.